Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Welcome in. It is Thursday, December the 12th, 2019. As we look, well, I'll help you make it rain here as we get ready for week 15 of the NFL season. That is right. No better way to celebrate the NFL than by delivering you the soon-to-be world champion New York Jets. That's right. Jets, Thursday night, taking on the almighty Ravens here. And uh, some interesting uh, line movement in this game, some interesting notes as far as injury report because both read like uh, a starting lineup here for uh, for Major League Baseball. It's actually kind of crazy. But, yes, Lamar Jackson will be playing. And there's a whole lot of people on the Jets side that uh, we just don't have time to rattle through them all. Let's just say half the roster and we'll leave it at that. Uh, but the line is moving. It is a moving and there is some value, I think, that uh, has remained on the board for us. So we'll take a look at that. We'll also look at some of these uh, some of these early line movements as well for Sunday. Monster divisional matchups once again this weekend. So for all the crap that we give the NFL schedulers uh, for, you know, the blessing us here and to end week 14 and start week 15 with the Giants and Jets in prime time is a little suspect. But, hey, you know, you can't get them all right. Uh, and I do think uh, week 15, 16 and 17, uh, they got a lot right here. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at some of those games. But, of course, we'll start with Major League Baseball again. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the name Scott Boris shows up again, only this time it's not Garrett Cole. No, no, no. It's not Strasburg anymore. Nope, nope, nope. Those guys already got their cash. It's uh, just add another $245 million uh, to the pile of money that he has gotten now for his clients. Uh, we are talking now in excess of $800 million, uh, close to a billion. Uh, and he's not done yet because he's still got three right. big name clients left to go. Uh, but so far, uh, not too bad. Anthony Rendon, seven years, uh, $245 million going to the Angels. And uh, maybe the interesting part about this contract is the fact that there is no deferment. There is, you got a no trade clause, and uh, there is no opting out of anything. Uh, they are stuck with him for seven years. And, oh, yeah, at the end of that seven years, they're handing them $245 million. There will not be any sort of, uh, well, we'll just keep paying you for the next 30 years. Yeah, no. two forty-five up front, seven years. Give me my damn money. And, oh, yeah, you can't trade me unless I approve it. And, oh, yeah, you can't cut me either. There is no uh, opting out. You can't opt out after five. Yeah, no, nothing. Uh, and now, of course, the Dodgers, right. now they're left uh, sitting out in the cold again. You know, the Dodgers do this every year where they go, yeah, we're in. We're in on this guy. We're in. Then they don't make offers. And they did not make an offer, by the way, to Rendon. So there really wasn't anything to counter this. He accepted the 245 in seven years. Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, kind of felt like he had to do something. Uh, I really do think they thought Cole was coming there since he lives right. right around the corner. And didn't happen. So kind of felt like he had to do something. And the truth is, the lineup 
average at best last year, even with the best player in baseball, I do think now with Otani coming off, uh, you know, a little more removed from Tommy John, you got Rendon, you got if Trout can play more than 130 games, um, you've got one of the best third fielding third baseman over there. You got one of the best hitters in the game. It definitely adds to that Angels team. Uh, it's obviously the pitching is still going to be an issue for them, but they got a bunch of young arms in there. Canning comes to mind. Uh, yep. They've got some guys that can they they can come along. But I think Rendon is is definitely a big piece for them because it can't just be. All right, let's just pitch around Trout. It, it, you know, there's got to be at the top of that order. Pujols is 106, so he's a platoon guy now. But you needed a big bat, somebody else to compliment, uh, certainly uh, Mike Trout, and they got it in, in Randone. And, you know, that's not good news for Trey Turner and for the rest of the Washington Nationals because he was a big part of that team as well. Oh, no, absolutely. These Washington Nationals, you know, losing Rendon was big. You know, it's important for them, though, that they got Kendrick back. You know, it's important for them that Juan Soto is probably only going to get better. (laughs) You know, uh, you could probably say the same thing about someone like Trey Turner, who's very young. But this is a day to talk about the Angels, right? Yesterday, Joe, I I mean, I told you I thought Artie Moreno was going to open up the wallet. Mm -hmm. I remember I've been saying for the better part of a couple weeks that the Angels may be an interesting futures bet um, because I thought their odds would get shorter because they would spend some money. Truth be told, I thought they would wind up with Garrett Cole. I really did. Mm. Okay. But but the Yankees, you know, channeled their inner godfather and made an offer that no one could refuse. Um, But here's what I'll say, Joe. Honestly, this Angels lineup, I think, is better. I think it's better than people would think. Okay, yes, right? Rendon obviously helps, and you know there's Trout, right? That's two, okay? I'm going to tell you something, Joe. Justin Upton is still in this lineup, and he can get as hot as anybody, okay? That's another legitimate bat people have got to worry about. That's three, okay? Then what? Show, you mentioned Otani. Otani coming back from, you know, his Tommy John from the pitching. That's four, okay? And then, honestly, Joe, Tommy LaStella was someone who was on a route to hitting, like, 30 home runs before he broke his leg. And, Joe, you're going to love this. He broke his leg. Do you, do you remember this? He broke his leg fouling a ball off his mm. shin. Okay, and I'm going to tell you something, Joe. You talk about the big home run numbers. That is my proof that something's different with the ball this year. There were multiple Mm. guys that actually fouled balls off their leg and broke their damn legs last year. Okay, that never (laughs) happened before. Okay, so talk about the ball flying. Okay, Mm -hmm. the ball was carrying enough force to break bones this year for the first time in history also. And then you you said Albert Pujols. You know, like, I'm not saying Pujols is an MVP, but as the fourth or fifth bat in a lineup to hit, like, you know, second or sixth or seventh, that's a legitimate roster. I do believe the Angels are much better. Joe, the one thing I'll also say here is, yeah, so Rendon off the board. I heard a couple of interesting, like, pieces of buzz from the winter meetings about other ways to adjust the third base position. All of a sudden, Nolan Arenado, the Rockies will listen to offers on their stud, Nolan Arenado. Maybe they realize, oh, this market's getting a little bit too crazy. We ain't going to pay for Arenado. Let's flip him now. And you said the Dodgers were left holding the bag. I'm hearing talks about the Dodgers and the Cleveland Indians in talks for Francisco Lindor. Maybe that's the way to skip the cat. And he could have learned. 
So they're going to keep it. Or not. But this is a big day for Artie Moreno and the Angels. And of course, Scott. I don't get the Dodgers. I really don't. They got more money than God and they never land anybody. All right, coming up, Patriots. Patriots. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. can't believe it it is already december the 12th as we start counting down the days till the end of 2019 getting ready to welcome in 2020 gonna make it a very profitable end of the year we've got uh, of course a uh, little army navy coming your way bowl games tonight nfl week 15 starts with the jets yeah. and ravens still opportunities guys for you to be able to profit here right through the end of the year and we'll help you i'm joe ranieri he is dane martinez welcome into the grid it is sportsgrid.com name of the show is make it rain it's exactly what we look to do and uh we'll get to some of what happened in the uh, nba last night because maybe i should just blow out the knicks every show dane and then they'll come back and win in overtime and score 124 damn points against the G League team and the Golden State Warriors. But we'll get back to that. Just when I want to fade them and uh, and back them on uh, under double-digit right. wins, they go out and win a damn game that they're not supposed they to. They throw so, off the pace. They throw off the pace. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but we'll switch over to the uh, the NFL quickly here and talk about this, uh, this Patriots debacle once again. Spygate 2.0, whatever the hell they're calling it now. Uh, because Roger Goodell is now um, on the hot seat once again. He is now uh, he's got microphones in his face mm-hmm. uh, every minute uh, asking, all right, what are you, you going to do now, uh, Roger? And of those of you that don't understand that the New England Patriots, of course, were uh, were a little bit in hot water because they sent a film crew to the Cleveland Browns uh, game when they were taking on the Bengals last week. Of course, uh, you know, New England is playing Cincinnati this week, and uh, they were following a scout around for a documentary that they do on their in on their website. You know, do your job. Except they didn't do their job, and they didn't alert the Bengals that they were actually coming, which I think is ironic uh, in and of itself. But they've admitted we screwed up. Our bad wasn't a fault. They handed everything over. There's about eight minutes worth of nothing but video footage of the sidelines of the. Uh, of the Bengals, which in a lot of sense doesn't it doesn't make any sense because every NFL team has access to the all 22, which gives you every damn angle in the world. There's it makes zero sense because you have access to that already. So that being said, it is the Patriots. The optics are terrible. And then, of course, Bill Belichick's answers 
about the we nothing to do with us. We don't know. We as if Bill Belichick, who you know, believe me, understands the control the brand of toilet paper you're wiping right. your ass with in the uh, in Gillette Stadium. I can promise you that the idea that that control freak doesn't understand that one of your your advanced scout, no less, uh, is got a film crew the with him, scout. and you had no idea, <laughs> zero idea. So uh, a lot of people think. First of all, he's not a moron, okay? So anybody that's trying to, you know, make it seem like uh, Bill Belichick is losing it, no. He he knows exactly what's going on. If his instructions, and I can guarantee it would only come from him, mm-hmm. is to film, make sure you get footage of the sidelines for whatever reason. And, yes, they're one in 12, whatever. That doesn't matter. What matters to Bill Belichick is he is a guy, Dane, I think we can all agree, does not leave a stone unturned. So the fact that, yes, they may be better, a million times better than the Bengals, does Bill Belichick strike you as a guy that would ever leave anything for doubt? Yes, you may have a 99% chance of beating Cincinnati, but that's not good enough for a guy like Belichick. Belichick wants every damn edge he can possibly get, period. And to create some sort of fictitious documentary, in order to be able to get a film crew into a stadium is is brilliant on so many levels if it wasn't the the damn Patriots doing it. So the question remains, if you're Roger Goodell now, did they break any laws? Yes. Did they try to hide from it? No. They handed it over. They, you know, they, they've admitted they've done everything right. So at this point, what is Roger Goodell to do? I mean, what what is the punishment for this? Outside of what? A slap on the hands? Because, again, it is the Bengals. And where do you go from here? I I just don't know what people are expecting Goodell to do. Uh, You're going to fine him a couple of hundred thousand? Congratulations. Pocket change. Like, I I don't know what. You're not going to dock him draft picks. So what is there left for Roger Goodell to do at this point? Because it won't go away. You and I both know it. It won't go away only because of their previous infractions and reputation, Joe. Right. You know what I mean? And so because of that, I think that also has to be um, part of the punishment. You know, mm-hmm. look at, you know, um, look at Vontez Perfect. He got the full rest of the year. Why? Because of previous actions. Mm-hmm. Look at Miles Garrett. They talked about, you know, the fact that he had already been slapped with $15,000 fines and he already led the league in personal fouls. Your previous mm-hmm. reputation does impact how the NFL adjudicates these things, or at least that's the precedent they have sent set. Now, I mm-hmm. know that the NFL has never been consistent, right? But mm-hmm. I would have to go back into the deflate gate. I got to pull this up still, Joe, but I remember, I think as part of the deflate gate, they were also put on some kind of like, hey, this is strike two. Don't make us come back to this. And so I would see if there's any kind of language in there, which is triggered if there's some kind of other infraction like this. But to your other point about Bill Belichick, right? Of course, he knows what's going on and everyone can make the joke oh they don't need to do this to beat Cincinnati that just makes them like true slime balls or like you know whatever the case may be I I zoom out bigger okay and this is going to sound crazier but this is the, the way that I think Belichick actually operates I think this isn't about 
uh, for, in this case, getting the footage of the Cincinnati Bengals. Because you're right. They should be able to beat them without the cheating. I understand that. This is possibly, for someone like Belichick, like sharpening the damn technique. You know what I mean? <laughs> like making sure that the scout and the videographers can get what they want. Belichick wants to know if this approach to cheating is good. Belichick wants to know things like if he's got the signals, how quick does his players react? You know, how good are these players at being able to interpret the signals and make them live? Belichick is thinking about it in a much larger, zoomed out, more comprehensive way. And he may be just like tweaking his cheating technique, you know, to actually, it's not about beating Cincinnati. Belichick, like you said, is such a control freak. He may be tinkering and tweaking so that he can cheat better later. You know, it could be a much bigger issue. Um, and I think that you know, to see it in a narrow scope of, oh, they needed the signals to beat the Bengals is naive. Belichick is pulling a lot more strings than you think. <laughs> you know, a part of me also, the, the problem is nobody's going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Right. And they don't deserve. But again, that doesn't mean... I do believe Belichick is a lot of things, but uh, a moron is not one of them. And to right. send a film crew in as blatantly as to wear Boston Bruins gear and stick out like a sore thumb in the press in the press box and just tr you know f put down a tripod and start filming the damn sidelines right. so in front of tweaking it. I just now he knows to be a little bit more covert with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it. I, part of me does not buy it. I get you don't give them the benefit of the doubt. But I, I, Belichick is not an idiot. There's a million and one ways to go about getting what he wanted, uh, if that was the case, to get that right. footage. I don't see him doing this. So the possibility to me of it, yes, just being a bunch of ridiculousness, and it, it's alive and well as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to absolutely say that Bill Belichick is, you know, sitting in there under a fire and going, all right, this is what – it's nice. It makes a great story. But the truth is, Belichick's trying to win football games. Anything that they taped, they already had access to through the All-22. Made absolutely no sense to even risk it. Zero right. sense if to risk it. If it's and O's on the field, they have it for the All-22. No, they've if got it. No, they... The all 22 gives you both sides. You can you, the technology today. I can take yeah, that but footage. Overhead, but it's from overhead. Joe? Yeah, but again, I can get anything I want from that footage. I can zoom in on a pimple on a dude's ass if I want in Section 323. It's that clear. It is that easy to get. No reason for you to send a film crew into Cleveland and sit there with Patriots gear on, Patriots credentials, and go, here we are going to sit there and we're going to film you. Because of his history, your thing that it's just an innocent mistake is live and well, but so is the crazy, nefarious scheming that's alive and well. And that's because of his past. But the point is, it's all possible. It's all possible. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
right, guys, time to find us on YouTube if you haven't done so already. It is the Sports Grid Network. Uh, make sure you hit that uh, little subscribe button as well as the bell in the upper right-hand corner. Get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time, not to mention you can hit us up over on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And with a Thursday night football game starting tonight, you got an opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. Week 15 is underway, which means you get to take a shot. Open up a sports wagering account. Do it with FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book, after all. All you have to do is head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet, 500 bucks, simply by opening a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. It's got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college or pro sports, guys. You are definitely in control. Just got to go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open the new account, and claim that free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details and welcome in because yes there is a game tonight as much as we want to laugh at it uh it's still a football game and the numbers continue to rise in this football game as uh, it opened up somewhere around that 15 mark in many places uh it got bought down a little bit 14 and a half when we didn't know what the status of lamar was going to be but uh, two-thirds of those bets continue to line up here and continue to hammer the Baltimore Ravens tonight. This line is already 16.5 in a lot of places. I can see it uh, possibly getting to that key number of 17 before it's all said and done, although they will uh, probably fight, scream, claw, juice you to all hell before they get there. Right. But 17 is definitely going to be a possibility. And, you know, I would warn people here, Dane, the injury report is, of course, something that they they might have needed. I think they ran out of room listing all the guys on the injury report for the Jets here today. Uh, the truth is no Quinton Williams, no Jamal Adams, uh, Bilal Powell. The uh, the other running back there, of course, is not in there. But Lev Bell is there. Sam Darnold is there. We've already lost uh, our tight end uh, that we just signed to an extension there. So he's gone. Uh, Griffin is out. So, yes, they are hurt. But, you know, listen, it's week 15. It's not like the Ravens don't have guys that are hurt either. And outside of that Cincinnati uh, debacle there with the Jets, who maybe should have sent their own film crew, they've won four out of their last five. Um, And they are the number two defense against the rush, going up against a team that the Jets are beatable through the air. And you've got a Lamar Jackson quarterback who's, uh, you know, a buck 90 is already hurting. And I don't know how much John Harbaugh and company is going to want to risk him getting hurt even more against the New York Jets, especially since they can defend the run and they're vulnerable to the pass. So I I don't know necessarily how much we're going to get there. And because it's a short week. And because we know that uh, that this game is obviously there might be a little look ahead here and the possibility for uh, Baltimore. Baltimore wants to win at this point. They're not looking to make any statements. They just need a win. They need to get the hell out of there and be good to go. Uh, So I don't know how much we're going to get offensively from the Ravens here tonight with Lamar Jackson. It's going to get to 17. It's a big number. But as usual, I'm going to look more towards the total here. Because prime times, unders, mm-hmm. Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, guys. Uh, yeah. This total has been getting hammered to the over 
but it hasn't moved, and it's only it's 44 and a half. And bet after bet, you know, over two thirds of the bets are coming in on the over, and yet mm. I'm still seeing 44 and a half. Um, it's not going anywhere, which tells me, yeah, the the big bets, the prime time uh, under, it, it's alive and well to the tune of 27 and 16 this year, 63 percent through 14 weeks of the NFL. I mean, that's not that's not even a trend anymore. That's just a reality that right. these prime time games. It doesn't deliver, certainly. So one of two things has happened. Either the market hasn't adjusted or we're just not getting, especially here on a Thursday night, the kind of offensive firepower that we think sometimes we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is likely the case. We talk about this on the primetime games, especially Thursday night when they have the short week. The road team doesn't even have that practice day because they have to travel. But I think the bigger part of this specific game and why I agree with you and lean under is what you were talking about before, you know, and I don't want to disrespect my own favorite team, the Jets, but this for so many reasons, like you said, people banged out the idea that the Ravens have um, their eyes on bigger, you know, bigger fish to fry, shall we say, and this idea that they can probably keep it conservative, hop in, hop out, and get this win. You know, I wonder, like, will we see Lamar Jackson for four quarters? You know, and I, I, I don't know as long as they get, say, a two-touchdown working margin. But the fear is that – and I don't want to disrespect the Jets, but, like, it's almost like you're, you and I are both thinking that the Ravens would treat this game almost like a preseason game. You know, mm. where you say that the way to beat the Jets is throwing, not running. Might the Ravens, like, you know, work on some things in the passing game, <laughs> you know, because the run defense is there. It's the short week. They don't want to risk Lamar in the run game as much. Might this be where they try to fine tune some elements of their passing game because they know they got an opponent that they can work with and uh, they don't want to risk Lamar. So I see this as being kind of conservative. This is why I don't know if I would lay the 16 and a half or 17 points. That's why I'm with you and lean on the under. Although I must note, Joe, it's 45 and a half over our partners on FanDuel. So there is a one point mm. difference. So shop around. But yeah, I think this profile is not only because of the trend that you've been talking about, but I think Baltimore is going to try and do this conservatively. Yeah. And it's um, it's funny because Lamar Jackson has taken so much of the publicity and so many of the headlines right. that it's uh, amazing how nobody's talking about just how good the Ravens defense became after week seven when Marcus Peters came over and they got healthy again in that secondary. Cause you guys remember early on, you know, the first five, six weeks of the season, that secondary was abysmal. They were getting torched left and right. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. And then all of a sudden it, they really started to come into their own. In fact, since Marcus Peters has showed up, they've held opponents to fewer than 170 passing yards. And I believe five to six touchdown interception to ratio uh, in four of the seven games since. So they have they have been picking the ball off. They've been creating yeah. havoc and it and teams have been finding it very difficult to be able to pass on. them. Now, part of that also is because the Ravens play from ahead, ahead. Which, right. which forces teams to have to drop back and pass. So I don't know that the Jets are going to be able to to me, the over hits if the Jets get out to a lead. If the Jets right. can somehow something happens where they're up 10 nothing or, you know, something along those lines, then the over is definitely something to consider. But if the Ravens get out to a lead like they do most yeah, of the then time, then it gets away from them. 
then it's just going to milk the clock. Then they're just yep. going to go ahead and, uh, you know, they're going to, there's nothing exciting and to rain out I wouldn't from expect. the Jets. Yep. Right. It, you know, the Jets are going to have to drop back. And then I would not expect, even more importantly, I would not expect the Ravens to, you know, I don't see them dropping him back 40 times in the game to work on things in order to get crushed with, with Greg Williams, no less, over sure. there on the uh, sideline. So I do think the under, if you can get them out in front early, yeah, the unders are is in all likelihood. And the first half under, I think, is 23, 23 and a half. Um, I'd almost look at that and expect the Ravens to probably get out to a early lead. And then if it's going to get out of hand, it's going to get out of hand in the second half. Yeah, the first half total is 23 and a half, as wow. you mentioned, at least on yep. FanDuel. And I got to tell you something, Joe. I, I, um, I agree with you in terms of like, the narrative and the game flow and what we're projecting. Mm. So let me offer a corollary bet for you, Joe. Um, Sam Darnold, prop bets. Um, his passing total is 222 and a half. I think they're going to be in a position where in that second half, you're right, it is going to be Sam Darnold dropping back, right? Sure and I think is. that may yep. be a little bit of uh, prevent, a little bit of soft underneath, right? So I would look at some of these Sam Darnold passing props, 222 and a half. I would also look at not necessarily completions, which stand at 20 and a half, but Joe, attempts, pass attempts, 33 mm-hmm. is the total, Ooh. right? And I think he goes over that. Okay, because I I agree with you. I think in the early part of the game, Baltimore punches these Jets in the mouth. I think, to be quite honest, mark it down via play action. Okay, because this Jets run defense is good, whatever. They're going to be up to try to show that they can stop them and watch play action. Watch Hollywood Brown over the top. Okay, but however they get their working margin, I think Sam Donald will be in a position where he's going to need to sling it. Um you know, they don't want to feed Lev Bell the ball 20 times. We've seen that already. Powell is banged up. I think Sam Darnold is going to be slinging it. I think over 33 and a half attempts for Darnold is a nice number. Is there a uh, touchdown for uh, passing TD for Darnold? What is uh, is it even one <laughs> for touchdowns? It... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Uh, you know, hey, it's the one and a half uh, okay. like usual. But to your point, the under is minus 190. <laughs> So if you think he's going to throw zero or one. <laughs> it's exactly if you think he's going to go blanked over there. Oh, my word. How about Lev Bell? What is Lev Bell for receiving? This uh, I think this is an interesting situation because he could be dumping. Right? He could be dumping that off a lot to Lev Bell here, especially no Bilal Pal. So um, we might see a lot of that. Three and a half catches. Three and a half catches. Three and a half catches. That- and listen, you know, I like that, but I got to tell you, I got banged out doing the same exact thing last week. Um, I had the same logic uh, with the Giants and Saquon Barkley, especially with I was like, oh, it's raining. And oh, Eli Manning, check it down. Mm. And I saw Saquon in the receiving game and he didn't get there. You know, mm. so I like but I, I got banged on that same exact logic on Monday night. How many? What are the receiving yards? I, they better not be any more than 25 for Lev Bell. Uh, I'll have to find it. I see receptions. I got to get to receiving yards. Tell you when I'm thinking there's uh, if they're overvaluing his receiving yards, then I'm with you. Yeah, that's way too much. <laughs> that's way, especially. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So uh, some uh, prop bet opportunities also tonight in this game, depending on the uh, blueprint that you have out. And uh, I do seem to think that um, two things are going to happen here tonight and two players I'd probably look at. I I do think that Mark Ingram will probably get a couple of extra touches here in the running game, certainly, and maybe even out of the backfield uh, from the passing perspective. And I do think uh, Lamar, I don't know, what is his prop for total TD passes? Is it over one and a half? Is, is it still one and a half for him? Or? Yeah, they said the one and a half usually, right? So it's just right. a matter of the juice. So, yes, they are both Darnold and Lamar one and a half. For Lamar, if you have it at one and a half, over. the over is minus 174. You got to lay juice. You got to lay a li- yeah, you're going to, yeah, I mean, even minus one, even minus 175, it's, that's, he could have that in the first quarter, you know, he could have that in the first. My fear is that they get in via the run and that Lamar Jackson does not play this full game. How many, pa- how many passing yards do they have him, uh, or even passing attempts for that matter? Because that's a good point too. Will he... Uh, will he have the opportunity? Will he play long enough to attempt any? I mean, what is it, like 20 maybe, 18, 19, 20, somewhere in that ballpark? Will he even be in long enough to do that? Attempts? Yeah. 25 and a half. Do you see that? Uh, I don't – I'm kind of with you. I wouldn't touch Lamar because I don't know. Like, Joe, it's very possible, right, that they're up 30 to 7 in the third quarter. And he's, and he's out, and like, right? RT3, come on down. Right, he's got the quad. It's a short week. Like, why? Right. Why? I you agree. know, as this to me is like, let's get our three-score lead. You know, it's a race to the three-score lead. If mm. it happens and they're in the third quarter, I think it's our G three time. You know how when we talk about betting in-game live, Joe, it's like if this have a plan. If this happens, I bet Harbaugh, Roman. RG3 and Lamar have already discussed this. And they're like, mm. if this happens, whether it's this kind of lead in the fourth or this kind of lead in the third, this is when we will go to it. We'll, and by it, I mean RG3. Um, so I, I, and because you and I both have no faith in the Jets and because, mm. you know, there's no Adams, Quinn and Williams, CJ Mosley, all the whole crew, I think they will be able to get that. So for me, it would be something more like um, Lamar Jackson anytime first half t- first half touchdown. touchdown, right? Or first half touchdown for pick pick player, right? Because I don't think Mark Andrews will be in there in the second half. Remember, he's battling a contusion, right? So then it's the guys like Hurston Boyle. You know, Hollywood Brown has been right. banged up. Do he does he need to see a full complement of snaps? Probably not. You know, so that would be my fear on any prop bets on the Baltimore side. 
Yeah, you know, he leads the NFL, 28 touchdown passes, 16 alone, Lamar, in the last five games. Wow. Uh, and, and teams that he had to play four quarters again, yes. San Francisco, Buffalo. Yep. I mean, you know, these are teams he had it to play against. This is going to look like, you know, this is going to look like them pulling Tua against Western Alabama or whatever. I I, I think he can, uh, he's going to have success in that first half. I, I think the yeah. question is, does he play the second half? Right. But I, I, you know, why would you want to run at the number two defense in the NFL and when they're the number 25 defense against the pass. I you know what I mean? I like, you know, they don't have linebackers who I don't care. Even if Andrews doesn't play, which he probably won't. I don't know why the hell you would play him. Um, there are other tight. They don't have anybody that can cover tight ends. They don't have anybody in that, uh, in that passing. They can't cover backs. They're one of the worst defenses of covering running backs out of the backfield. So that's why I would look to Ingram. Give me a couple extra touches and give me a couple extra passing uh, yards because he's going to get a ton of action here tonight, I think. It's going to be the Mark Ingram show. Yeah, I, I buy that. You know, but the reason you keep running is because if you're the Ravens and your offense is so great and your running game is so great, you don't give a damn who mm-hmm. what ranked defense is on the other side. You're just doing what you do. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're about enforcing your will. You don't care if it's the Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, or the 85 Bears. You're going to do what you do. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I think is really the case. If you're looking for interesting pivots for me, and, like, you know, this is where you could get some money, maybe a guy like a Willie Sneed, you know, mm. a guy who might be involved anyway. You know, I'd be interested in some of these things. The Willie Sneeds, the Hayden Hurst, the Gus Edwards. If mm-hmm. there's a prop bet on Gus Edwards, I'd be interested in it. Because by the fourth quarter, I bet it's him that's in the backfield. You know, not Lamar Jackson, not even Mark Ingram. You know, I've played that a few times with guys like Alexander Madison in Minnesota. Guys right. like uh, Latavius Murray in New Orleans. Okay. And Gus Edwards, if you could find the number from him, this game flow and our corollary bet may be so much that they got the backups in on Thursday night on the short week after the uh, against the Jets when they're up by more than two scores. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it won't take long to figure out uh, watching this game here tonight what direction the total is going to go and how much and what we are going to see from Lamar Jackson. I, I know they've been bitching and moaning. Earl Thomas bitched and moaned. In fact, wrote a letter, I believe, to the NFL Uh, about the ref saying that they are allowing Lamar to get too many hits. Uh, They're allowing him to get crushed. And much like Cam Newton, uh, for instance, there, uh, same type of thing there. So if they're already complaining about it, that tells me then they are, they're very weary of continuing to allow him to get hit because they're running, you know, the the whole uh, option play. So we might see a little less of that, a little more just straight. All right, here you go. Stop Mark Ingram. Let's see how you do. And, um, and, and watch him drop back for a couple of passes. Uh, I, I right. could definitely see that because they're already complaining, which means, listen, he's a buck 90. Uh, you know, come on. This is like how many hits? He's not 250. He's not Cam right. Newton. And look at what Cam, Cam is right. doing. He's not. This so. How long can you maintain that kind of style, you know, week 15, 16, and 17 and go, yeah, no problem. Let's leave them out there to get crushed. Uh, I I don't see that. I think they've got to modify it a little bit 
uh, they'll still be that that run heavy team, but I don't know why you'd take unnecessary chances with him moving forward. I completely agree. I mean, this was the case with RG three, right? He was a supernova. Yes, he was a, yes, yes. Just Haley's effing comet. Okay, mm-hmm. and the question was like, yeah, this is all great until he gets hurt. Right. And then we saw what happened. Right. The the NFL was like, nah, we're going to pop this kid. And holy Nata, you know, rendered, took him out. Right. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, he is the most valuable player. Right. Mm-hmm. And the value is with him on the damn field. OK, so this is going to be great until the moment it's not anymore. And I'm all of I'm with Harbaugh and the Ravens. Build it around him, ride her until she bucks you. I'm with Mm -hmm. it because the NFL, it's so hard to win a championship anyway. You have a path to it if this kid stays healthy, right? So that was always the concern. What I I agree with you, you want to try to manage the risk. So what I think this means, Joe, in the next month of the season, especially tonight is – Right. You still let Lamar be Lamar. You just don't call the designed runs anymore. Right. Exactly. You just don't call yep. the actual zone reads and stuff anymore. You still tell Lamar, listen, if it's third and seven and you're forced from the pocket and you need to make a play, be yourself. I get it. Yep. I'm just not calling designed runs anymore, Joe. Yep. Yeah, I agree. They, the, right. And a lot of that is that, you know, it, it it's made to look he's the option, period. Like that's that's I what mean. a lot of they do. It, yeah. No, because I'm pretty sure they're going, hey, dude, uh. Do not run the ball. Like, hand the damn yeah. ball off. You know what I mean? Pitt, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Absolutely Scrambling to the sideline because there's pressure. Okay. Yes. But I'm yep. not calling quarterback power anymore. That's correct. Absolutely. Absolutely no way am I going to put him out there and allow him to take any unnecessary shot, especially since you're already bitching and moaning. There's, I think they were quoting nine out of every ten plays. He's, he seems to be getting hit. Guys are going for his legs. Guys are, you know, even all if the balls don't put him at risk. That's all. That's it. You know what I mean? What is a defensive guy supposed to do? Of course right. they're going to try to cut the head off the snake. That's exactly what they're going to do. I bring you back to RG3. Right, exactly. Adjusting the way to play this own read, pop the quarterback on every play. Every right, whether it was Kaepernick, there was RG three, whatever it was. Right, that was how the defense adjusted. Pop them, pop them, pop them. Make them not want to do this anymore. Crush them, exactly. Crush them every chance that you get. Yep, crush them every chance that you get. Make sure you put a hat on them, and that to me is what they're going to have to try to avoid tonight. Because the last thing you want to do is wake up with a headline tomorrow, like, you know, against the Jets. That Tell really me you don't get the bounty on that man's head tonight. Oh, I do. Yeah, Greg. Oh, like it would be acknowledging, right? Like, oh, the Astros steal signs, but everybody does it. The Patriots oh. steal, but everybody, everybody does, does it. Everybody does it. Yeah. Guess what? Everybody does does it. You're telling me Jamal Adams isn't in this locker room, you know, being like, yo, yeah, let's go. Come on. Come on. Could you Don't be see, could you see a situation tonight where he gets pulled? Yes. And the back door becomes available? That's why I don't want to touch this. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how much Lamar plays. And then, right, that this is completely viable, Joe. Right. It's 30-7 to seven in the first mm-hmm. quarter. 
I mean, in the third quarter, right? Mm -hmm. They bring in RG3. Their right. offense stutters. Thunder, Sam right. Darnold gets a backdoor drive in the fourth quarter, and we finish 30-14. to 14. Boom. There's your cover. There's your cover, right? Exactly what I'm thinking, man, that there that is, is uh, there is some. 30-14, right? What's the yep. damn total on this game? Right there. That's it. 17. I mean, it's going to get to 17. So you're right. You don't need very much more, right, guys? You don't. You get the 30. All you need is two touchdowns, and it's covered. That's right. This is going to look, and the defense is going to look great. It's going to look like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts, all that. Marcus Peters may get a pick six because he likes to gamble. I'm telling you, Joe, this thing is going to look something like 30 to seven in the middle of the third quarter. Then they're going to pull Lamar. They're going right. to put Gus Edwards as the back. They're going to let Justice Hill get some burn. They're going to try and run some bootlegs to Nick Boyle and Aiden Hurst because yep. of Mark Andrews. They're going to be sharpening the tool. And yep. then Sammy D is going to get a backdoor cover. We saw the same thing against the uh, the Patriots when they were such big underdogs there. And then it's a special teams or defense uh, does something with RG3 in there. He fumbles. Yeah. He gets popped. Yeah, that's that. That is my fear on any of the Baltimore prop bets. I don't know that they'll be out there for four quarters. And four quarters. the side. It's too big yep. of a number, and the backdoor cover remains live, especially uh, in a Thursday night football situation, Joe, absolutely. when they're just like, right, get out of here. Yep. I think there is uh, some value in that number of 17, guys, when you can get it because of simply the fact that how much is Baltimore really going to, what, keep their foot on the gas for four quarters with their blowing them out already? I, I don't think so. Jared yep. Stidham against the Jets, remember that? Yep. Yep. And, and we know one fourth. thing for sure. They're, you know, Gase will keep throwing the ball. He'll keep coming at him. Anything can happen in the second half. Guys that are banged up there on Baltimore will sit there. There's no reason to risk it. Harbaugh knows this. That's the only one I'm confident in. Sam Darnold yep. attempts because he's going to be on the field and, and they will the be down. <laughs> straight, he's going to be. I wouldn't at all. You know what? I mean, that, that over 220 uh, that you talked about, you know, over for him, yardage, that's better. viable. Gotta be successful in the yards and the completion. He doesn't have yeah. to be successful. It's the drop. <laughs> I think Crowder has a big night too. Like He's worth taking a look at as well. Yep. Yep. And then you know we'll wake up tomorrow and Lev Bell will run for 225 and then we'll just we'll we'll be laughing at ourselves right now. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So a big shout out to the uh, to the millions of uh, Lions fans, to the millions of Detroit Pistons fans, to the millions of the Detroit Tigers. Yes, the, even the Detroit Red Wings and uh, whether it be uh, Michigan football or basketball, you support Michigan State. The bottom line is 10 million people in Michigan can now legally bet on sports. So congratulations to the state becoming the 20th in the union. To legalize sports investing, that now makes it 
40% of this country 40%. since May of 2018, 40% are now have some form of legalized sports betting. Now, the interesting thing here is they've done this really right because they understood, unlike <clears throat> some places, that, um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to, and they've got 26 casinos, by the way. All of uh, them will be able to accept bets. Uh, they're pushing for just before the Super Bowl uh, or at the very latest by, uh, by March Madness. So it will happen here over the next couple of months. Uh, but it, it, along with that came an entire full package of digital opportunities, online opportunities, which included, I don't know if people know this, but, uh, you know, fantasy sports was not permitted in the state of Michigan prior to this. So they have now opened up the floodgates. So nice. you will also be getting, yep, a whole lot of DFS. You'll have access to uh, all the favorites, which means there's no reason for you not to take advantage of DailyRoto.com and the optimizer across the board. Absolutely. So it's coming, guys. I mean, it is going to be now you got 20. And again, you got 10 million people in the state of Michigan, one of the richest sports states. As far as history goes, you've got every major sporting team available. You've got college uh, huge. So there is plenty of opportunities for the uh, for the people of the state of Michigan now to dive in and do a little sports investing and 26, let's face it, 26 in-state, you know, tribal casinos, whether it be tribal or anything else. It's now you are ready to rock and roll. And let's face it, man, what what's what's the excuse, California? What's the excuse, Florida? What's the I'm telling you, right? What's preventing economic policy? It's It's economic policy, economic policy. The tax rate now losing money. Because eight, their residents are driving over the bridge. Four percent is that tax rate. Think about how much money they're going to generate. Eight point four percent of it, right off the top, is going to go Yo, into the pocket. Puerto Rico and Guam. 